Hey, welcome to the Creative Career Starter Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Chris Lyons. In this podcast, we will have conversations with young creative professionals about the steps that they took to go from design school grad to successful employee at a creative firm. The goal is to energize and inform your job search with their tips and stories, maybe help you get your first creative job. So stick around. Let's get at it. On this podcast, we'll be talking with Jessica Cook. Jess graduated with a degree in graphic design in May of 2017 and started out as a UX UI designer at Frog Design in Brooklyn, New York. She's now a product designer for Open Innovation at Mozilla, also in Brooklyn. Hi, Jess. Hello, Chris. Jess, it's so nice to have you on the Creative Career Starter Podcast. Yeah, I'm happy to be here and finally able to to talk with you, spend some time, but um, I'm ready to share, hopefully, valuable knowledge of mine. <laughs> oh, I love it. Why don't you start by talking about what you're doing right now in the professional world? Okay, so right now, um, as I was saying, I'm in kind of this interesting transition of life and career, uh, but I am a product designer at Mozilla uh, within Open Innovation. So what that means is actually my primary focus is working on the support website for Mozilla. So uh, as we move into 2020, there's some exciting things with Mozilla Firefox if you're not already, um, you know, a browser lover of theirs, uh, download it in this world of privacy. This is this is my little Mozilla plug here and then and then I'll stop. <laughs> Uh, as privacy is so important these days and people are so concerned with internet safety, um, Mozilla Firefox is definitely your browser here and you'll find that they're moving towards some really exciting things in 2020 that I'm thankfully, uh, able to be a part of, which is really cool. And, uh, I love my new team and we're a small group and it's got that startup-y feeling without being super overwhelmed by this organ this worldly organization. I mean, the organization is, is huge across the globe. And I work with people from Berlin on a daily basis and um, we're fully remote. It's really great. And I'm just diving into that now. Um, so there is no office. There's no central office. No, nope, no central office. They, they do have office locations. Uh, I mean, technically home is out of Mountain View, Mountain View, California, but as for that, they're everybody's location agnostic. So explain to my audience what you mean by product designer. Great. Yeah. So product design, I would say that, and it can be defined in many different ways as it's super subjective. I think you can find, but a true industry standard, I would say, is anybody who falls between visual design, graphic design background, as well as UX design. And then sometimes, depending on the place, you may or may not be expected to, to know some coding and some basic knowledge of HTML, CSS, um, just so you can be able to actually build product, right? Like that's what the whole thing is about, melding the, the visuals with the user experience, with the research, the engineering to, to actually build product. How much of that did you know when you got out of school? So the visual design, no-brainer, right? We went to RIT yeah. for graphic design. So so that was like a baseline skill set. The UX design, I I knew probably, I mean, I knew some, right? But I mean, now being a couple years into it, it's like I, I'm thinking back to myself and I was like, I knew nothing then. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I did know some. You know, I, I made it strategic point in, in the classes that I took to be able to integrate myself into new media design, which just, you know, if in general, any type of 
um, user experience, user research class, I, I tried to pick up, especially in my second two years, because I, I really knew at that point that I wanted to go more digital rather than like true graphic design or illustration or anything like branding, you know. So so I kind of crafted myself to the product world, which I didn't really know I wanted to be product at that time, right? Like at, at the time, I think I graduated, it was more of, oh, UX, UI, that was kind of the broader term. I remember your your projects that you worked on in my class senior year always had a user experience focus to them. You taught your peers as well. They watched you and learned. So the internships that I had while I was in school, even before getting to that junior, senior level, right? Like I, I remember my very first internship was at SPAC, which I was a marketing intern. So I did that and I was like, uh, no, <laughs> like I didn't like that. So that kind of made me think, okay, I don't want to do advertising. And then that next year I'm like, okay, well, what, what am I interested in doing? And then I think that's when I started looking to the people ahead of me in the program. Right. And like, then even further past that is like, who are the professors and who are the professionals out in the network that are doing things that I might want to be doing? How did they position themselves? What could I also do and, and reaching out to those folks and getting advice. If I'm interested in this, should I take this type of class? And it was kind of a no-brainer. What I'd like to talk about with you, which I find particularly unique, is that you identified a, a specific company that you wanted to work at. This was your dream job. You got the job. And now here you are a year and a half, two years later, and that's yeah. not your job anymore. You You left that. Can you talk about... What realization, what what hits you a couple of years out of school to make you realize that your dream job was not your dream job? This is awesome. I love slash hate talking about it, you know. It's so, um, it's great. First of all, no regrets, right? Like your first job, you're always going to go in, I think, with a certain notion that it's going to be amazing, I think. And and maybe it's also the type of person you are. But for me, yeah, you're right. I had my I had my soul set on it. I was moving to New York City. I was I was pumped up. I think you yes. set a world record for exclamation points on that note you sent to me. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, it was great. And especially like that too, like starting off as an intern, you kind of essentially have to prove yourself in a way and then you get extended into a full-time role. So you're like really, I don't know, like the, the not the pressure, I don't want to call it pressure, but it's like the excitement and that like drivenness of that first few months at that internship job level is uh, is intense, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you have pressure on yourself, I mean, to do well, and then also you want to you wanna prove yourself, and it's almost like a relationship. The first few months are like the honeymoon phase with your job, and it's really fun, and it's exciting, and you're meeting new people, maybe you're in a new location, and you're learning so much to the point where your brain's going to explode. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that also comes like coupled with a lot of stress. And and then, so I think after you reach that, I don't know how many months it is, but maybe let's say like half a year or something. So I'm full time in, I felt really great. I felt seasoned. They're, they were starting to hire like other interns. And so I felt like, woohoo, like big girl job. And you start to grow your confidence. As I, as I was going through the first couple of years, first year was really great. Towards the tail end of that very first year, I was like, okay, um, I'm, I'm transitioning. Like I felt a transition coming on uh, where I needed mentorship that I wasn't getting and kind of feeling like I was plateauing a little bit. And 
we had a lot of different um, clients, right? But I felt like I was only getting experience with like a certain type of client and a certain type of work, uh, which I didn't think was helping me kind of grow out of just working on the same things all the time. And, and so that being said, that's when I did seek out other mentors or figures within my company that I was working with, like colleagues that um, I started having coffees with and trying to get some career advice, like regardless of my current job and what I'm doing now. I, I was like, what does this look like for me long term? So I would say after a year or so, I started to kind of question what the next step was going to be already. I don't, looking back, it's like, yeah, it was, it was great. Like, I don't regret it at all. I just think that you start to evaluate different things and, and you, you start to realize what is, what is of value to you. And kind of what I'm saying here is what a value, what was valued to me was learning and continuing to have a mentor, continuing to have good leaders, continuing to work on work that had more meaning and breadth. And that's what started to push me towards building true product, hmm. not one-off. I don't want to say one-off, but I guess at the agency level, you end up working on these projects. The project is very isolated. You work on the project, you send it away, and that's kind of it. Um, you don't get to continue to build and test and research upon one specific thing, which is what I'm doing now, and is is why I think I started to, to really question, like, do I want to be a visual designer or a UX designer in an agency, or do I want to be some working at a startup as a product designer or somebody who is more of a specialist. It was, um, yeah, I mean, it was really great. Like no, like no regrets. Like there, yeah, there's some bumps along the road, right? Like you're going to run into your job and the people are going to shift from what it originally was when you first started, especially how quickly things move in the industry. Like the, the company itself is going to start to position itself in a certain way that might have been different from even a year ago that you don't necessarily align with the vision anymore. And that's also important to recognize. So are you getting good mentorship at, at Mozilla? How is that working if you're remote? Yeah, it's actually wonderful. So when I when I started, they and even as a contractor, um, when I started, they paired me up with two designers within my team that um, had like weekly standing meetings with me. Hmm. And just to, just to say like, hey, how are you? Like, I want to get to know you. And that was really great. And I've started to actually develop, yeah, like mentorships, friendships with these people now because my initial manager, who also I look as a mentor, you know, set that up. She, she set me up for success in the beginning, which was great. Versus at my other job, it was harder and you had to seek it out yourself. So I think the other big piece of this, I would guess for you, is quality of life changes from schlepping into Brooklyn every day to now working remotely. Did that factor into your decision making as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love living. I Living and working in Brooklyn was like kind of not a big deal at all. Like I loved it, to be honest, uh, but I don't miss the subway rides. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody, nobody would. But the flexibility and the growth that I've had as an individual, I think, ties into the quality of life question that you're asking about. So with, with the deadlines that I had at the agency and the expectations of the folks at, at the agency are so remarkably high, almost like dehumanizingly high, um, that I don't think 
burnout is real. And I feel like you, if you start to feel that way very strongly and you start asking yourself, like, do I really need to be up until X hour working on X thing, you know, and you start questioning it in that granular way, that's a super red flag. And if that's your everyday versus, you know, oh, we got to pull a few all-nighters to get this thing wrapped up, like, sure, I get that. But this is like, no, this is like every single day, the amount of pressure was just, it's just too much for somebody. And so now, and when I was looking for that next job, looking more in-house, looking more at specific products, specific brands, getting the sense of from other folks that I knew that were working in those places. And I asked, that was one of the things I asked was like, what is your day to day? Like, you know, when are you done working? Do you oh, have to smart. continuously think about it. Like, are, Do you feel exhausted? You know, like the questions I started to ask, even in interviews, you know, what expectations the employer had of me, I started being super explicit about like hours and even like overtime and, all of those questions I don't think I ever would have started asking if it wasn't for like knowing that I didn't want to work in a certain way. So I'm guessing you didn't ask those questions at the onset of your first job, but now you're at, now it's important to you on your second job. Yeah. And I think that that comes with two things, right? Like kind of what I was saying earlier is number one, <laughs> when you get in your first job, at least this is how I am, but it's like, I'm willing to do, you're a yes man. I was a yes man, you know, and, and that's great. And I think it's great when you're first starting off, you're ambitious, you're going to set the buy pretty high for yourself. But then I think you have to come to the realization that that's not like, you can't live that way to, to what I was saying before, yeah. you're going to start burning out really quickly. And I kept seeing things and I still see them now. And I still do like a self evaluation of just making sure it's like, it's okay to say no. Like if, you know, you're, you are now the time manager of yourself, so you can't say yes to everything. How long and, was it before you felt confident enough to say no? Oh, my God. I think just, I want to say, like, a couple months ago. Like, not even, I, I think it was, even when I was getting towards the end where I knew I wanted to leave my first job, I still found myself saying yes to people out of guilt. That's a really bad habit to break, you know, especially when... The other side of it is if you are getting, I mean, recognition or if people are saying like, oh, you're so accountable and like, you know, they, they do praise that about you. It's really hard to start breaking that cycle because you start making that type of like reputation for yourself. So there's a fine line there and it's, it's actually really interesting. And I've found now working at Mozilla being, you know, a remote employee that I am, nobody's sitting here watching me, <laughs> you know, like I, I am the owner of my time and I have to be able to give time frames and be very meticulous. So if this is, this job has really what has made me start to realize like it's okay to say no. Good. Um, I found that when I went freelance, I became much more organized much more relaxed and the stress of nonstop meetings and the little things people ask you to do while you're on your job day to day, they just crush you and you don't get your work done. And I just find that working remotely, I've become so much more disciplined. Yeah, no, I, w I would agree with that 100%. And also, you know, I'm still figuring out my day to day routine and what works well for me. 
and not to be, oh, it's an obvious yes that the quality of life is better, but it's, it's just this level of independence. And then also everyone on the team has such, I feel like, greater respect for one another and they value one another's time so much more. If you're not able to just walk over to someone's desk and, you know, bother them, you, you have to have like a good reason and kind of like a compiled uh, question, answer, you know, email or message, or if you're going to call and say, Hey, I'd like to get on a, you know, a zoom meeting, you know, you don't just do that for the little things. You're more intentional on how you talk to people and the meaning and why you're doing it. And like when you ask for feedback and when you put your work out for critique, it's a good environment that I've had to get used to because there's even some like, there's like bad habits from my old job that I'm trying to not bring into my new job. And that's been interesting too. Like at a certain point towards the end of my first job, I felt such a lack of confidence that I started to question myself so much where that's also been a transition in the quality of myself as a professional and being able to present work again and not feel micromanaged. All right. Can I ask you for one last bit of advice? I've got a student that I'm working with who, um, has been offered a job, and as she examines the job, the, the compensation package is great. She likes the people. She doesn't think the work is going to keep her satisfied in the long term. And my feeling is you're not in this for the long haul with your first job. And if she can get, it's a good company, get a good company on a resume, get, they're going to train her in three different areas of their corporate, it's a corporation. She'll be well compensated and get a lot of time off. I said to her, you really don't have much to lose to do this for a year. I, I think the notion that you're going to stay at this job forever is misplaced. What do you think? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Especially, as you said, the theme of what we're talking about here with me is how I thought that that like, first job at first was so wonderful, you know? Yeah. But even, even though I thought the job was wonderful, I didn't plan on staying there for a long time. I just was like, oh, man, this is great it's such a big name I'll have it on my resume what a great experience but I don't think I ever went in there being like I'm going to stay here for 10 plus years you don't see people staying at no, jobs they don't. for 10 20 years that's not like my my mom did <laughs> but that's not something that this this generation and the next coming generation do anymore and I think there's something like to be excited about with that because I'm a very indecisive person, like in general, when it comes to things. So having this ability to feel not locked into something mm -hmm. is liberating, I think. And that's how people should think of it. I, I don't think they should think it's like the, the end all be all. And I know that the feeling when you're a senior feels that way. When I was graduating from school, I mean, I guess I did the same thing when I look back at it. I, I had three or four jobs in my first five or six years, so that that's about right. I just, I think it's misplaced. So many kids right now have parents who worked at a place for a long time, and that seems to be the norm, but it's just not in this industry. I know we talked a little bit about, like, in school, how I, I felt fortunate that I did kind of know where I wanted to go, but you don't ever have to feel like you're locked into something, and and you can be inspired by something, and maybe you say, I want to take a total shift and do branding like say i wanted to do that like, yeah. oh, i can just like go back to branding or something like that's that's great the more talented you are i think the more the expectation is i can't keep this person around that long once you get out there and you get working and you get that first job and actually this is 
so funny, but I want to say I'm going to bring up a really pointed memory that comes to mind is when I was a senior, we used to go to the, oh my gosh, what were they called? The beer social. 20 minutes in a beer. Yes, 20 minutes in a beer. And I was, uh, we were, we were seniors at the time. And I remember feeling like, oh, I got to network with everybody. Oh, I just like so stressed about, you know, what, where I'm going to go after graduation. And I cannot remember who it was, but it was one of the professionals that we were networking with. Mm -hmm. I was talking to them about what I wanted to do for my first job and they could tell that I was stressed. I also feel like I wasn't always very great with networking with people. It, it, It sometimes feels awkward and forced. And they said to me, all you have to do is just get your first job, get a job. And also it's like, it's all the cliches, you know, you'll never know unless you try. You will, the basketball one that I never get right, where you miss all the shots you don't take, whatever <laughs> it is. Like, I felt that way when I took the leap to this second job. I could have spent months searching and and trying to find the next, what I thought to be perfect job. But I didn't have, it's like, A, I didn't have, like, once you have a job and then you try to get a job, it's kind of a nightmare and you think that when you're in college and you try to get a job and it's like doing those two things is hard well okay let's work Uh, at an agency and also try to get a job and see how you feel then you know what it is jess it's like networking with strangers at 20 minutes in a beer first time was a nightmare second time was okay third time was like yeah just another night out having a beer talking to people the more you do it the easier it gets even if you're not the person that's going to strike up a conversation with whomever, that's fine. But I think what's even more important than that is when you are at your first job, if I go to events with other people, try to meet other folks in the other companies, put yourself out there to them at those events, and then make good friends at your job. Make friends, make uh, connections with people at your first job, because honestly, that is beyond i mean i can't even stress how important that is as you know that's what leads to your next job yeah no it is i mean and the truth that is what led me to to mozilla i mean i wouldn't have just stumbled upon them if it wasn't for you know a colleague that had a connection well i can't thank you enough for joining me on my podcast jess i i love the fact that you hit a topic that that people don't really talk about all that often and i think it's right up there with any of the other um, things you have to go through to get this process rolling, maybe not your first job, but thinking about it not needing to be a perfect situation and then how that leads into a better situation. Yeah, absolutely. I It's really nice. Thank you for having me. And um, my last thought would be, as you said, it's, it's not always going to be perfect. And I think that with growing in your career and growing as a person, you'll start to realize that that's like also just life. <laughs> like it really is. So, so that's my lasting words. Well, thanks a million, Cookie. I really appreciate your time. All right. Thank you. Many thanks to our guest, Jessica Cook from Open Innovation at Mozilla in Brooklyn, New York, for sharing her story. If you find yourself stuck at a job that's not giving you what you need and you're not sure how to move on, send me a note to chris at creativecareerstarter.com. I'll be happy to have a 30-minute conversation with you about how we could work together to get you moving and advancing in this creative world. Thanks again for tuning in. See you next time.